from LPM, Louisville Public Media. Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. Welcome to Kentucky Politics Distilled. I'm Ryland Barton with Kentucky Public Radio Capital Reporter Divya Karthikeyan. Hey, Divya. Hey, Ryland. So this week we got a fundraising update in the battle over Kentucky's proposal to add an anti-abortion amendment to the state constitution. It looks like abortion rights supporters continue to outraise opponents about five times as much so far. How does this play out less than a month before Election Day? Yeah, over the last 30 days, the Protect Kentucky Access Coalition raised about $1.25 million, while the Yes for Life group raised about $160,000. It's impossible to compare raw fundraising numbers to how things will play out during the referendum. But with a war chest of more than $3 million, abortion rights groups are going to be able to continue pushing their message through TV ads, yard signs, and door knocking. So where is this money coming from? So, on the Protect Kentucky Access side, there are a lot of national donors like the ACLU and former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg. But then supporters point out there's about 800 individual Kentucky donors as well, including about 90 Kentucky doctors who have donated more than $50,000. Major donors for the anti-abortion side include Right to Life and the Kentucky Baptist Convention. Also this week, we got news of a conservative super PAC pouring money into some Kentucky judicial races. What's going on here? Yeah, the Korea Journal reported that this group called Fair Courts America is planning to spend about $1.6 million on three judicial races in Kentucky. There's a state Supreme Court race between Justice Michelle Keller and Republican lawmaker Joe Fisher, another high court race in the Bowling Green area, and the race for Franklin Circuit Judge in the Frankfurt area. They're targeting judicial races across the country. According to a planning document, the group said they are targeting, quote, Democrat-controlled courts who invent law out of thin air. So why does a nonpartisan race need partisan money? Their main goal, really, is to reshape what they call the radical left courts by pouring money into three nonpartisan judicial races. There's this phrase, judicial activism, that's featured in a lot of ways conservatives talk about courts now, especially in light of the abortion amendment and, in the past, Marcy's Law. A little about these PACs. They're called unauthorized campaign committees, and they can receive unlimited amounts in contributions and use them for independent expenditures for the candidate. They just can't coordinate with the campaigns. Also, point to note, a lot of people don't really pay attention to these races. But I'll give you an example of the scale of this. While the Franklin Circuit Court Judge Philip Shepard is facing GOP opposition and there's plenty of attack ads to go around about him, he's raised $500,000 for his campaign. That's the highest amount for a circuit court race in Kentucky. And it's also double of what his opponent Joe Bilby's raised. It's pretty interesting for Kentucky because our races are technically nonpartisan. But obviously, there's a lot of partisan fundraising and politicking going on behind the scenes. Seems like it. Finally this week, the state Supreme Court took up a case dealing with a special tax credit. It was created for people who donate to private school scholarship funds. What's the deal here? 
Yeah, this was the so-called Education Opportunity Account Law, which gives a 97 percent tax credit for people who donate to these private school scholarship funds. They can only be applied to private schools in eight of the state's most populous counties. It's a big, boring-sounding thing, but is a really important way that lawmakers have tried to change how school funding works in the state and bolster private schools. Kentucky's constitution bans public funding from going to private schools, but supporters think this is a workaround since it's a tax credit. They argue the money never becomes public money. But so far, judges have been pretty skeptical of the scheme. We'll see what the high court says. They'll probably have a decision in the next couple months. All right, we'll leave it there. That's all the time we have for this week's edition of Kentucky Politics Distilled. Kentucky Politics Distilled is produced by Louisville Public Media. To support this work, visit wfpl.org slash support kpd. That's wfpl.org slash support kpd. Follow us on your podcast app to stay on top of the latest news from Frankfurt. You can read more of our statewide coverage at wfpl.org. Support for LPM Podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials, where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic. 